The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, Louisiana, and New York. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $10, and get $200 in free bets. Download the Winbet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We'll support you by PropStop, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use a promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropStop.com or download the PropStop app. We're also brought to you by Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-belt grooming. Use the promo code SGP at Manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. We're also brought to you by Stable Jewel. Stable Jewel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Head over to StableJewel.com and get started today. Also, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and all of our free podcasts. It's over Ronaldo and it finds Maguire and they do score from a corner and they've done it at Ellen Road and it's a Yorkshireman on target against Leeds United, Harry Maguire. Lindelof. Goes again, the Swedish centre-back. Bruno Fernandes can plant the header in and right on half-time. Manchester United double the lead. It's a real high quality goal for Manchester United. Brilliant from Lindelof and Sancho down that right hand side. Lindelof just pops it wide. It's a really good delivery from Jaden Sancho. I think they're coming from the opposite flank. Oh, it's ended up in the net from Rodrigo. A gift from the gods. And he's looking for a feeder at the back post. It isn't a shot and David De Gea will not be happy with himself. That whip cross has just done David De Gea. Forshaw and James. Suddenly Manchester United are feeling the heat here. found by Fred Fred again great substitution by Ralph Ranick I'm not sure he was brought on to do just that 
and he's restored Manchester United's advantage. They picked their way through, and there was a finish to a precise move in very awkward circumstances. And it is Leeds two, Manchester United three. Bruno Fernandes has done very well, very clever in the circumstances, and that's the game absolutely wrapped up by Anthony Alanga. He missed the earlier chance. There's another successful substitute for Ralph Ranić and Manchester United. They're home, but not dry. But they've got the points. We wrap that clip up with what is debatably either the worst or the best song in football at the moment. The Anthony Alanga sung to Rhythm is a Dancer. I'll leave it to you to go onto YouTube or go into Google and have a look at the lyrics. But this is very much dividing Man United supporters as to whether this is an incredible song that they love or, or that they hate. It's very Marmite. And as I say that, I'm realising that a lot of Americans... May not know what may not know what marmite is. Marmite is a spread that you put on sandwiches, and you either love it or hate it. There's no divide. And once again, I'll leave it to you to go and Google what marmite is and what's inside marmite. Um, let's move on with the show. You are listening to Bet MUFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Bet MUFC Twitter account. That's at Bet MUFC at BetMUFC. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter, at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can also follow the LockBetting.com Twitter account. It's at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. That's where I'll be releasing free plays for all sports and giving my views and opinions. It's also where you'll find the PL spreadsheets for the LockBetting.com site. At the moment, the pinned tweet is the month of January. You can have a look at how we started the month of January. A very, very good start to the year. That delivered our 104th month in a row of transparent track profit. We are now just one week and three months away from being able to say we haven't had a single losing month in sports betting for nine years. And if you go to that spreadsheet, go to the bottom, have a look at the tags. There's tags there. They say tennis, football, NBA, NFL, etc. Click the one that says PL and you can see all of the other previous PLs and get a feel for how we bet. We bet for real people. We don't bet um, Monopoly money. We don't have 20 unit wells or 10 star plays and max plays and all this nonsense. One unit is usually our max. We very rarely go over that unless we are very, very sure about a future. And that's because our futures have landed at 81% over the last nine years. And we look to continue that momentum going into the next month. It looks very much like February is going to be the 105th month in a row of Transparent Track Profit. And that's coming off the back of a 13-2-1 run in soccer from Sunday up to yesterday's Champions League. So 
moving on with this show. If you're looking for a Champions League preview of Atletico Madrid versus Manchester United, you are in the wrong place because we decided to cover that over on the Champions League show because otherwise without it, it would have just been a three-game slate. So we covered the Man United game over there. Plus, the Man United game is the lock on the show. Maybe regrettable because I hit every single play correctly yesterday. I actually hit both the score lines for the games between Chelsea and Lille and Villarreal and Juventus. But I've decided to take a lock in the United game and to find out what it is, head over to the Champions League show and check that out. On this show, we're here to look back on that entertaining game against Leeds. Didn't really want it to be an entertaining game. At 2-0, I'd rather Man United have seen the game out comfortably, but that's not the Manchester United way this season. So they ended up stressing me out, getting pegged back to 2-2 and having to win it 4-2 late on. But we'll look back on that. And this is the show where we're going to have a look at the running. Now, I have analysed the running. I've only stuck to looking at Arsenal, Tottenham and Manchester United. No disrespect to West Ham and Wolves, but I do think that they will fade away in the end. I do think it's a three-horse race for fourth place. And I've had a look at all of the fixtures that those three teams have coming ahead. But we'll get to that next. But first of all, let's have a listen to what Ralph Ragnick had to say about the game against Leeds as Manchester United ran out 4-2 winners at Ellen Road. Apart from the two managers, everybody probably enjoyed that game. Uh, it was never boring. It was always intense. Uh, you always expected something to happen. Uh, and this is what football, football should, should be like. But as I said, for a manager, it was difficult. Uh, I think it took us 15 minutes at the beginning of the game to get control and get hold of the game. Then we started to play well, score, score two goals. At halftime, we were fully aware that we have to be always aware, always on the front foot. And then we conceded two goals within two minutes. And that changed the whole game obviously the atmosphere was amazing in those five minutes but we kept our head up and we showed some maturity and unity on the pitch and that was the only way to to achieve the turnaround once again how much of a shock to you and your team were those two goals they really were out of nowhere yeah the first one was out of nowhere yes the second one they did well we maybe could have defended it better the second one but again within two minutes all of a sudden 2-2 and we had that same experience at Aston Villa already so that that's why it was even more important to show that kind of reaction that we showed today it's such a different sort of atmosphere here with a full crowd in have you learned something extra that you maybe didn't know about your players today the way they came on again well, I wouldn't say learned, but this is what we have to show. This is exactly that kind of attitude that we need if we want to be successful uh, in the end uh, this season, both in the Premier League and in the Champions League. And uh, I think this, not only the result, but the way that we achieved it, uh, the way that we played, could really be of help for the future as well, for, for Wednesday and for the upcoming games of the Premier League. And you say about for managers, it's not particularly enjoyable. Why is that? Are they hard games to manage? <laughs> no, because of the chronology of the the game. I mean, obviously, you ask yourself as well, quite like the players, why all of a sudden 2-2? We were in full control of the game. And uh, But against a team like Leeds, who are very direct, very aggressive, very much an, a team that uh, that also plays 1-2 with their own supporters, uh, this can happen in football. And uh, as I said, the reaction today was amazing. And I'm proud of the boys, what they did after we conceded, conceded the two goals. Yeah, it's fair to say the players got him out of jail there because serious question marks would have been asked if Man United had squandered another two-goal lead after doing it against Aston Villa already. One thing that worries me is that we are continuing to do this. We are continuing to not play the second half. Now, I understand that we did play the second half against Brighton, but that's because we 
practically expended no energy in that first half. It was one of the most low-key first halves, low-key first halves of the season that you're going to see against Brighton. So other than that, there is no real example of Manchester United outscoring teams or outplaying teams in the second half. And we really need to sort out our second half performance. Leeds is a different kettle of fish to other teams because they don't really have that discipline the way that they play under Marco Bielsa. Other teams may have got it back to 2-2 and sharp shop and therefore United would have blown a 2-0 lead and got away with a point. But as for Leeds, they continue to attack. They continue to leave the spaces in behind. When I was analysing this game, when I gave this out as a play to my patrons, I did say that Leeds were tailor-made for Manchester United. I did say that we would have many opportunities to score in this game because that's what Leeds have notoriously done. They've been exposed against the top four and I was confident that Manchester United would win this game other than the fact that we look back at the nil-nil that Manchester United had at Ellen Road last season where Leeds played differently to how they would normally play. But that was really a one-off compared to how Leeds have generally fared against the top six where they try to engage in a shootout I've actually got my right up here. I actually said, could see Jesse getting his start. Let's hope he grabs it with both hands. He's unquestionably more talented than both Alanga and Rashford. Leeds come into this having lost their three home games against the top six this season, while they've also lost all four clashes with the current top four. They also generally have a poor record against the top six teams since their promotion to the EPL, which includes two recent batterings in their last two trips to Old Trafford. Now, that was the 6-2 and the 5-1 earlier in the season. However, last season's Ellen Road fixture saw them uncharacteristically sitting for a 0-0 draw. However, with Ronaldo, Sancho, Lingard, Pogba and Fernandez on the field, United are less reliant on exploiting this base with pace on counters and have the talent to carve out openings against a defensive block. Now, we didn't actually see that defensive block. What we did see instead was the space in and behind and a Marcus Rashford in his previous form, I mean, I'm talking about the form of a couple of years ago, would have really enjoyed this game. But the Marcus Rashford, as of now, didn't belong on the pitch and he didn't belong on the pitch. And I'm hoping that we go with a similar lineup against Atletico Madrid tomorrow. And I do think Manchester United have a real chance of getting a positive result from that, especially with Cristiano Ronaldo on the pitch. Now, I understand that Ronaldo hasn't been in the best of form. And I understand that Ronaldo, even in this game, didn't score and missed a glorious chance to score from about three yards out. However, when you look at Ronaldo's record against Atletico, this is not a player that they wanted to ever see again. He's got 35 appearances. And in those 35 appearances, he's scored 25 goals and he's got nine assists as well. So not a player they wanted to see again. This is a player that single-handedly eliminated him from the Champions League in the past when he was playing for Juventus. And Ronaldo takes on Atletico again. And as I mentioned earlier, my preview for that game is over on the Champions League show. So moving on from the game against Leeds, we look at how that sets Manchester United up for the rest of the running. I've looked ahead to every single fixture that Man United have coming up. I've looked ahead to every single fixture that Tottenham have coming up and I've looked ahead to every fixture that Arsenal have coming up and I've tried to estimate how I think this fourth place race is going to play out. So we begin with Man United. Their next game is on Saturday at home to Watford and I have Manchester United winning that game comfortably 3-0. Watford have shown that they haven't really 
been able to pose much of a attacking threat, despite the fact they already beat Man U 4-1 earlier on in the season. I think that's just going to inspire Manchester United even more. Roy Hodgson, has sets, Roy Hodgson sets his teams up particularly defensively, and we've seen that so far with a plethora of unders cashing in the Watford matches. However, on this occasion, I think Manchester United will be able to win comfortably once they get the breakthrough. After that, we have the Manchester Derby, Manchester United travelling to Manchester City. I do think that's going to be a competitive game this time. I think that Ralph Ragnick has improved the organisation of this team. I think we've seen Man United play well in a lot of first halves, but ultimately, I do think we'll fall short. I've got that as a 2-1 defeat for Manchester United. I then have us to bounce back in a massive six-pointer here for the Champions League against Tottenham. I think we'll find a way to beat them. We beat them comfortably away from home. I think this will be more difficult because under Conte, Tottenham are better. But I have Manchester United coming away with a 2-1 win. Then I have us travelling to Anfield. And I'm not sure how this one's going to play out. Because I've got us losing this game here 3-1. But I think during that game, we will be in the game at some point. I can see it being one all, And I think Liverpool will pull away late as Manchester United have shown. They aren't managing to sustain the pressure for a full 90 minutes. And I think that's where Liverpool will catch us. But I'm not entirely sure about this prediction. And all the City one, I wouldn't be surprised if Manchester United are able to get something from those games because look these are top players and these are top players whose pride has been hurt by the way they were beaten by City and Liverpool already and I have them losing both of those games here again and I'm not 100% sure that will necessarily be the case after that I think Man United will beat Leicester at home this is another revenge game and Leicester in particularly poor form. Then I have us going to Everton and United always seem to struggle at Everton. So I've got this as a one-all draw. So I've been very open and honest and have us dropping quite a few points here. I then think we'll get back on the right path by destroying Norwich at home. I have this one down as a 4-0 win for Man United at home to Norwich. We then travel to Arsenal. I have this as a one-all draw. The way Man United play away from home, remember we set the Premier League record for the longest unbeaten run away from home. I can see us setting up and catching Arsenal on the break and winning this game. But I've been conservative here, particularly with Man United, and have given us a one-all draw. I don't think we'll win 2-0 at home to Brentford. I can then see us going away and winning 2-1 at Brighton. The reason I believe this is because we have a very, very good record against Brighton. They're a team who tried to play try to play their own football, their own brand of football against all of the top sides and I don't think they have the talent to do so and the results will tell you that. Man United have fared very well against Brighton previously and I think we will again. Then we have the home game against Chelsea. This is probably my most controversial pick because I have Manchester United winning that game 1-0. I think by this point in time, Chelsea will have absolutely nothing to play for. They'll be out of the Premier League title race. They'll be safely within the top four, whereas this will be a massive game for Man United and also our final home game of the season. And then our final game of the season sees us travelling to Crystal Palace, where I think they'll also have nothing to play for and Man United will run out as 2-0 winners. So I do have Manchester United winning their last four games. However, I did see us drop plenty of points before that. I saw us losing at City. I saw us losing at Tottenham. And I saw us dropping points away to Everton and Arsenal in 1-1 draw. So I think I've been totally honest there in grading this one and giving Manchester United 26 points from their remaining games. Up next, we'll move on to Tottenham. Tottenham's next game is at Burnley tomorrow. I think Tottenham will come away with a win from that game off the momentum of the win against Manchester City away from home. I know Manchester United didn't win at Burnley. 
and Burnley also got a big win at the weekend. But I think Tottenham stop their momentum here and get the 2-0 win. I think Burnley sit in and try and keep it tight and eventually Tottenham get the breakthrough. Up next is Leeds. We spoke about Leeds earlier. I think that's a guaranteed three points for Tottenham. I think they end up winning at Leeds by three goals to one as Leeds try and play their usual style and Tottenham just have better players. Up next, we have Everton travelling to Tottenham. I think Tottenham come away with a 2-0 win there. So far, we've seen Frank Lampard get points at home but get nothing away from home. And this is an away game where I think Tottenham win. We next come to the United game, which I've already predicted as a 2-1 win for Manchester United. After that, we see Tottenham travelling to Brighton. I got this as a one-all draw. I know I gave United the win at Brighton, but United always managed to beat Brighton. And Tottenham play Brighton twice here in the run-in. I have given Tottenham the win later on down the line, but not this win here against Brighton. So after giving Tottenham three wins to start with, they then stumble to a defeat to United and a one-all draw here at Brighton. They then bounce back. I've given them a couple of 2-1 wins here. A win against West Ham at home. I think that'll be a tight game because that's a rivalry but I do see Tottenham winning it and then a 2-1 home win against Newcastle I have Newcastle scoring in that game because they're playing better at the moment and um, I do think they'll make it competitive but inevitably I think Tottenham come through up next we see Tottenham going to Aston Villa I've got that as a 2-2 draw I think Villa play up to their competition they've played well against Man United twice they've come back from behind to get a 2-2 draw against United and I've got the same result here up next we have the next game against Brighton this is Brighton going away to Tottenham and I have Tottenham winning this by a goal to nil I then have Tottenham then travelling to Brentford and coming away with three points as Brentford gets sucked into a relegation race so Tottenham there with a 2-1 win I then have Tottenham winning a shoot out at home to Leicester. I've gone for 4-2. I wouldn't be uh, putting any money down on that particular scoreline. I just thought I'd be adventurous with this one because I can see it being a type of game where both teams attack endlessly, but Tottenham have more firepower. I then have Tottenham succumbing to a defeat away to Liverpool. This is only the second game I have Tottenham losing here. So maybe I've been a little bit generous with that, but I have them losing 3-1 at Anfield before bouncing back with a 3-0 win against Burnley and a 4-0 win against Norwich. In between that, Arsenal have to play, Tottenham have to play, sorry, the London derby against Arsenal. I don't know when that's going to be scheduled in, but I have that as a one-all draw. So overall, I think Tottenham have done very well here. They've only ended up losing two of their remaining games. I've given them 10 wins and I've given them three draws. So 15 games played, 10 wins, three draws and two defeats is how I see Tottenham finishing the season. And that will give them 33 more points to be added to their tally. We close out with Arsenal. And Arsenal begin against Wolves on Thursday here. I've got this as a one-all draw. This is a revenge spot for Wolves. Wolves are very difficult to beat. Arsenal just about beat them on their own turf. And I think Wolves will get something here from this game. I then have Arsenal winning against Watford by two goals to nil before also beating Leicester 2-1. I then have Arsenal losing at home to Liverpool. I've given Liverpool a 2-1 win there in that game before Arsenal get a draw away to Aston Villa. I've gone for 2-2 there as well. That means it's 2-2s across the board at Villa Park for Tottenham and Manchester United and Arsenal. Arsenal then have a 2-1 win against Crystal Palace as Patrick Vieira's team take on his old team. And uh, Arsenal already dropped points in the previous fixture, so 
I think this time round they will pick up a win. I've given Arsenal a 1-0 win at home to Brighton before dropping points away to Southampton. Manchester United and Spurs have dropped points against Southampton and this is going to Southampton. So I have Arsenal coming away with a 1-0 draw. Then we have that 1-1 draw against Manchester United at the Emirates. I've then given Arsenal a one-all draw in the London derby against West Ham. Obviously, one of the things to factor in for that game is how much are West Ham still looking at the top four and how much have they shifted their concentration to the Europa League and are they even still in the Europa League at that point? But at the moment, I've given it as a one-all draw. I then have Arsenal beating Leeds 3-0 and then winning away to Newcastle by two goals to one before returning home and also beating Everton 3-0 as Leeds and Everton don't travel well. I then have Arsenal losing 2-0 to Chelsea. Now, I don't know when this Chelsea game is going to be played. The final game of the season for Arsenal is against Everton. But this Chelsea game is a game in hand that's not being played this weekend because of the cup final. So Arsenal have to find a way to get this game in. If it's really late in the season, I can see Arsenal doing better than that possibly getting a point but this is a way to Stamford Bridge and this is a rivalry game it's not like Chelsea travelling to Man United so depending on when this game is played I think Chelsea will win it because they usually do and then of course we have the North London derby against Tottenham which I've given as a 1-1 draw overall this gives Arsenal an additional 27 points added to their tally so to run through what we said here we gave Manchester United an additional 26 points Tottenham Hotspur, an additional 33 points. And Arsenal, an additional 27 points. Now, if you add that up, you have Arsenal finishing sixth in the table, according to my calculations, because 27 points added to their existing tally gives Arsenal a final total of 69 points for this season. They're currently on 42 points. So by adding 27, you end up with Arsenal finishing on 69 points. Up next, in fifth spot, I have Tottenham. Tottenham did the best from the running. They managed to add 33 points to their total. They are currently on 39 points at the moment. So by adding 33 points to that tally, they end up on 72 points, which takes them three points clear of Arsenal, but still only puts them in fifth place. That's because I've given Manchester United an additional 26 points. That also puts Manchester United on 72 points as well. Level with Tottenham. So this is very, very tight. Man United currently on 46. Adding 26 to that also puts them on 72. But as things stand at the moment, Manchester United have a plus 10 goal difference. And Tottenham have a goal difference of zero with 31 scored and 31 conceded. And I think it's very unlikely that Tottenham will turn that goal difference around despite the fact that I gave them big wins at the end of the season against Burnley and Norwich. So that is how tight things are. I have Arsenal in sixth place on 69, Tottenham in fifth place on 72 and Man United in fourth place on goal difference also on 72 points. That's how I worked it out. The current odds tell you that Chelsea are the 1-50 to favourites to finish in at the top four. And then you have Arsenal next in the market for a top four finish. And they are ahead of Manchester United and Tottenham. They are priced up at 11-8. to Man United have closed a little bit after this weekend's win. They're at 2-1 to with Tottenham 9-4. to So it's tight between those two. But I completely disagree with Arsenal being the favourites. And my results predictions indicate that. After that, lower down the market. 
market. We have West Ham at 18 to 1, 25 to 1 Wolves, and 500 to 1 on Brighton, which is why we didn't include those teams. So hopefully, this is how it pans out. I think I've done it very, very fairly. I had Manchester United dropping points at Everton and at Arsenal, and I had Man United losing at Manchester City and Liverpool, which is by no means a guarantee. None of this is a guarantee. Anything can change. We've seen crazy results throughout the season. But one thing I will say, which will back up the fact that I see Manchester United getting into the top four. Since Ralph Ragnick took over, had there been a league table since Ralph Ragnick took over as the Manchester United manager, we would be second in the table, only behind Manchester City by three points. So that's worth noting that despite the fact that Ralph Ragnick has faced some criticism, and yes, May United had some poor results. Exiting the FA Cup was a poor result. Dropping points from winning positions are all poor results, and the running hasn't been particularly difficult. But when you look at that, Ralph Ragnick's record does tell you that he would be second in in the Premier League, had the Premier League started when he took over. Now, he has played two more games than Liverpool. I know Liverpool have been in pretty decent form. In this table, Liverpool have played 10 games since Ragnick took over. They've won all five of their home games. They've only won two away from home, drawing two and losing one, giving them 23 points. Then come United, second in the table, they've played 12. Won four, drawn one, lost one at home. That loss was against Wolves. And away from home, they've won three and drawn three. Obviously, some of those could have been wins and they've accumulated 25 points and City are top with 28 points. They've played 11, won five, drawn one, lost one, five, drawn none, lost one. That defeat came against Tottenham at the weekend and away from home, they've won four, drawn one, lost none, giving them 28 points in total with a ridiculous goal difference of plus 23. So, As much criticism as he's had, it's worth noting that Manchester United on paper are in solid form. Obviously, that doesn't account for the running. We should have done better with this running. Expectations were high, but I think everything is forgiven if Manchester United do end up finishing in the top four and we do have a run in the Champions League. I do expect us to be able to get past Atletico Madrid, not just because I'm a Man United supporter or anything like that, and not just because I feel like we have the better team on paper. But because Atletico Madrid come into this game in horrible form, we diagnosed that form, we deep delve into that over on the Champions League show, where, as I said, the lock on that show does feature something from the Atletico Madrid-Manchester United game. That's it for this edition of BetMUFC. I'll be back at the weekend to break down the game against Watford. Good luck with all your bets as always, and thanks for listening.